0: Stories Written by my dad. It's my dad too! Can we have our allowance now?
1: Santa's new friend.
2: Making new friends isn't easy. Even for a soul as kind as Santa, it can be a struggle. That's right, jolly old Saint Nick, who's hardly ever by himself, can feel lonely sometimes.
1: We've got a problem, Santa, sir. A serious problem.
2: Juggle the elf came bursting into Santa's study. Santa grumbled, then put down his half-eaten cookie. What is it now? He'd been trying to ignore the noises outside. Elves were screaming in terror over the sound of the ice cracking. They were such dramatic little creatures.
1: It's the ice, sir. It's melting and-
2: We knew this day was coming. That's why we installed those floats. Silly as that is. Imagine, a Santa boat. Doesn't have the nicest ring, does it? Santa interrupted. He got up and pulled on his long red coat.
1: I'm sorry, sir. You didn't let me finish. There's something in the ice. It was buried there.
2: Juggles said. Santa rubbed his face, thinking, another problem. He already had too many. Christmas Eve was coming, and with more people in the world, it had become an incredibly long night. Then there were the satellites. Despite what the news said, they couldn't see Santa on Christmas Eve, not with him moving so fast. But the rest of the year, they were constantly passing over the North Pole. It was the elves that handled that. But the solution could be worse than the problem. The elves would make the village disappear. Santa kept the team on guard, ready to drop a spell the moment a satellite or a plane came near. Every couple of hours, the walls, the ceiling, and the floors, and Santa himself, would flicker and vanish. He'd learned to hold still in those moments, not wanting to bump into anything, or get a reindeer antler in the eye again. So what is it? What was buried in the ice? Maybe a World War II super soldier? Santa asked hopefully, thinking he could use the company. Maybe have someone to drink eggnog with. The elves were fine and all, and he loved his wife, but having someone else around to talk to, someone a little less dramatic, might be nice.
1: No, sir. No, soldier.
2: That's disappointing, Santa said. He was remembering the explorers that used to come looking for the North Pole. Usually the elves did their whole town disappearing trick, but sometimes they had to rescue the explorers. They'd bring them in, warn them up, and for a little while, Santa had someone to talk to. Of course, the elves would eventually erase the explorer's memory. Santa thought the elves would do it with magic. But instead, they used hypnotism and spiked eggnog. Swinging Christmas decorations were perfect for making people bark like dogs or cluck like chickens. And the elves really loved messing with Arctic pioneers. Making a village disappear wasn't easy, even for magical elves. Luckily, those elves were the one thing Santa was never short of. Elves were everywhere in his village, though they weren't all North Pole natives. There were tree elves, water elves, shoemaking elves, and about a hundred other varieties of elf, more than Santa could ever keep track of. See, there weren't many places for the little guys to go anymore. Forests were disappearing, and magic places were being mowed over, while shoes were being made in massive factories. The North Pole was the only safe place left for elves, so Santa welcomed them in. It was in his nature, but some of the North Pole workers got nervous that they'd lose their jobs. They even suggested building a barricade around the village. But Santa knew that was stupid. An elf is an elf, he'd say. And besides, he'd already trained polar bears to keep out any of the other magical riffraff like trolls, goblins, or leprechauns. Santa couldn't stand leprechauns, tricky little buggers. So what is it then? Santa demanded.
1: It's an ice dragon, sir.
2: Juggles' voice shivered. An ice dragon? You mean a dragon actually made out of ice? Santa fastened his belt.
1: No, sir. It breathes ice. The way other dragons breathe fire. This guy, I mean girl, has freeze breath.
2: Well, that's sort of cool. Santa paused, holding out his hand, waiting for the elf to laugh. It was all Juggles could do not to groan.
1: Good one, Santa.
2: There was some more banging and slamming outside. Roaring and screaming, too. Sounds like the dragon's upset, Santa said.
1: I don't think I appreciated being woken up.
2: Juggles was looking down. No one does, Santa said, pulling on his hat. So what do we know about ice dragons?
1: Not much. They haven't been around since the first age of man, in a time unridden. So there's very little, um, you know, written about them.
2: We've no idea what he wants? She, sir. What? Juggles was still doing everything he could to avoid eye contact with Santa.
1: I think the dragon is a female, sir. It had eggs in the ice near it.
2: Santa went to the window and looked out. The shoemaking elves had formed into columns with shoes held in their hands, ready to be thrown. Santa didn't imagine that was going to end well. "'You guys didn't mess with those eggs, did you?' he asked. Juggles was silent. "'Juggles?'
1: "'It's my name, sir. It's not my fault,'
2: he finally said. Santa didn't turn from the window. He was watching the tree elves join the shoemakers. They were armed with bows and arrows. "'Well, that's more practical,' Santa said before shaking his head. He had a strict no-weapons rule in the village. He was going to have to confiscate those.
1: Sally and Jacob found the eggs first,
2: Juggles said.
1: A crack opened in the ice and they saw them flowing in the water. Three large, perfect eggs. They sent Bart the polar bear down to retrieve them. He wanted to eat them, the eggs that is, not the elves again. But Sally and Jacob thought, well, these would be perfect for juggling. A bit big, but I bet if anyone could do it, it'd be Juggles. You know how elves are. We love games, so they ran to find me. I got the eggs in the air, just started my first cascade. That's when we saw a big eye open right under us.
2: Wait, I don't understand, Sans interrupted.
1: It was the dragon's eye, sir.
2: No, I figured that part out. I mean, I don't know what a cascade is. I'm like 600 years old, and I've never heard anyone use that word in that way. The roaring and the screaming was getting louder outside.
1: It's a pattern of juggling, sir. Left throws to right, right throws to left.
2: Juggles made the motion with his hand to demonstrate. Huh, I had no idea it was called that, Santa said. Then he asked, so where are Jacob and Sally now?
1: Flash frozen, sir. They were the first ones the dragon got. I barely escaped with my life.
2: And where are the eggs? Juggles went to the door. He opened it and stood to the side. A cold wind blew in. Santa looked across his desk and saw three perfect eggs sitting just outside. Why would you bring them here? Santa demanded.
1: Well, sir, when the dragon came busting out of the ice, I started running and I sort of forgot to put them down.
2: You were running and juggling? Yes, sir. That's impressive.
1: Thank you, sir. Like I said, it's my name.
2: Juggle's face turned bright red. Santa looked past the eggs to see shoes flying through the air. Shoemaker elves could throw shoes like no one's business, but they'd never battled a dragon before. The wood elves had a little more experience facing down monsters. They weren't panicked. They were holding their fire, waiting for the dragon to come closer. They wanted to shoot it right in the belly. Santa went to his coat rack and took down an old spare sack. I suppose I should get out there before anyone gets seriously hurt. He bent down at the door and carefully put the eggs in the bag. The snow and ice crunched under his feet as he walked out into the cold. He listened for a moment to the sound of destruction. He stared up. The ice dragon was a massive shadow over the little village, with storm clouds forming around its head. This time of year, Santa's village was so filled with happy holiday cheer that it was radiant. Everything was decorated and sparkling. It was an odd scene to have an enraged dragon in. Almost as odd as having a massive polar bear come running towards you with one leg frozen in a block of ice. Oh, Bart, you poor bear! He wasn't angry till that very moment. Attacking elves was one thing, but a defenseless polar bear? That was too much. Elves are pretty much immortal, by the way, so Santa wasn't very concerned about them. He wanted to tend to Bart himself, but of course he had a dragon to deal with first. He looked around and saw a few shoemaker elves. They'd already thrown their shoes and were now running away. Pardon me, gentlemen, I've got a request for you. A boot that needs removing, you might say. Mentioning shoes in any fashion will get the attention of shoemaker elves, even when they were panicked. They came to a sudden excited stop.
1: Yes, sir? Where, sir? Shoes, sir?
2: The three said in quick succession. Right here! Santa pointed to the polar bear's ice-covered paw, which did actually look like a boot.
0: Yeah.
2: The three elves said all at once, staring at the ice. Then they looked at the bear. And were scared again. Santa had trained each of his protective polar bears himself. Polar bears are smart, and since Santa could speak to most animals, explaining that he didn't want his elves eaten hadn't been difficult. But explaining the difference between an elf and a leprechaun had taken a little more time. So a few elves may have gotten chewed up or pawed a tiny bit. A few may have even been popped. That's what happens when elves are damaged enough. They burst into a cloud of magical dust. Eventually, they come back together again, but the experience is still unpleasant. I promise he won't hurt you, right, Bart? Santa asked. The polar bear nodded. Please take him into the main lodge. Sit him by the fire and see if you can get this thing melted off him, Santa said. He looked back over his shoulder, hearing the sound of arrows being shot. Oh no, he grumbled as he started jogging towards the action. Despite his size, Santa was pretty quick. He got to the phalanx of tree elves and jumped in front of them. Hold your fire! Hold your fire! Put those things down! he demanded. He went up to the nearest elf, took the bow, and cracked it over his knee. (sharp) I don't like weapons, he said. He looked up at the dragon and saw where a number of arrows had lodged in her armor. The dragon brushed them away, letting the little sticks fall to the ground. Sorry about that, Santa called up to her. The dragon was massive, taller than any building in the village, a looming dark presence against the sky. Her eyes and teeth glinted far away as she pulled in a lungful of icy air, ready to release her breath and destroy Santa. He held up a single finger, asking, ''Could you hold that thought for a moment?'' before turning back to the elves. ''Put all those bows down, and the arrows too, and march yourselves inside. We're gonna have a long talk about this when I'm done.'' The elves did as they were told, dropping their weapons in the snow and stomping off. Wood elves enjoyed battle, and this was the most excitement they'd had since coming north. Santa turned back to the dragon, who'd been watching him. Again, I'm very sorry, he started to say. But he didn't get to finish. At that moment, the dragon let go its icy breath. It blasted down on Santa, showering him. Santa staggered back as the ice started to form around him. It was growing out of the very air. The force of it was impressive, and under any other circumstance, say if Santa was a normal person, there'd be a giant block of ice standing there with him in it. Santa was anything but normal, though. The ice melted as soon as it touched him. This, of course, meant that he was getting incredibly wet. When the dragon was done, Santa took off his hat and wrung it out. He pulled it back down on his head then turned and called to anyone that could hear him. Could someone get me a towel, please? He turned back to the dragon and said, That was incredibly rude.
0: How is that possible? How did you do that?
2: The dragon hissed. The dragon, of course, didn't speak English. She spoke a very old version of Dragonese. It didn't matter, though, because part of being Santa Claus was being able to understand many things such as people, animals, and Sudoku puzzles. The puzzles weren't even a challenge for him. Ho, 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 Santa laughed. If you had allowed me to introduce myself, you would have known that I'm Santa Claus. The dragon stared at him.
0: Is that supposed to mean something to me?
2: Wow, you really haven't been around in a while, have you? Santa asked. I'll explain. See, I'm filled with the spirit of the season. Filled with joy and love and giving, and most importantly, forgiveness. It keeps me warm, even up here at the North Pole. The dragon didn't sound very impressed. Do you have a name, my dear? Santa asked. What if I stepped on you, or
0: chewed you up?
2: She leaned down towards him.
0: Would that kill you? Or is this a spirit, or whatever it is? Protect you from that, too?
2: Oh, Santa stared up into the frightening reptilian eyes. Well? The dragon asked. Her mouth hung open, showing her long, sharp teeth. To my knowledge, nothing can kill me. I flew through London during the Blitz. I was shot by the English and blasted by Germans, Santa said proudly.
0: Nothing?
2: Well, I suppose if all humanity lost their belief in me, I would just vanish, the way so many magical creatures have.
0: That's too bad. You see, my intention is to fly down to man's world and freeze them all. I'll set them back into another ice age for waking me up. Can't imagine they'll care much about holiday cheer then!
2: Santa scratched his beard. It's just my opinion, but that seems like an awful idea. Why is that? The dragon asked. Because of your babies. They're here in these eggs. Santa opened a sack and started taking the eggs out, placing them in the snow. Thief! The dragon yelled. Icy phlegm pelted Santa. It was
0: you that silly juggling elf ran to.
2: Well, yes, but not because I wanted your eggs. Juggles ran to me for safety. His name is
0: Juggles?
2: The dragon asked. Yes, Santa said.
0: Bit on the nose, don't you think?
2: That's L's for you. Anyway, it may be your plan to freeze all of humanity, but people are different nowadays. Much more dangerous. They've got fighter jets, guided missiles, and anti-aircraft guns. A dragon wouldn't stand much of a chance. It'd be a shame if you went off, got killed, and left your eggs without a mother, the dragon stared at him. You make a
0: good point.
2: Tell me then, what am I supposed to do?
0: I can't go back to sleep. Once woken, a dragon must eat. There doesn't seem to be much around here.
2: She looked at the scattering elves.
0: And these creatures disappear as soon as I chew on them.
2: Santa grimaced. Exactly how many elves have you eaten?
0: A handful or two.
2: Santa was going to get all sorts of letters from the Elf Betterment Society. He looked down at the ice. Right under it was an entire ocean. How do you feel about fish? Santa pointed towards the water. I think there might even be a couple of giant squid down there, too. In fact, he was certain of it. With the ice getting thinner all the time, they'd had trouble with the squid coming up. They were attracted to the village lights. Nothing could ruin a festive evening faster than a giant tentacle flopping around the party. I
0: suppose fish'll do,
2: the dragon said. Though I really prefer
0: raining destruction on land.
2: Yes, but like I said, you're going to be a mother soon, he pointed to the eggs. You've got responsibilities. If you can hold off on the whole destruction thing, then you can stay here and we can help you hide. Hide
0: from what?
2: Humanity. They're becoming very nosy. They've got these machines that fly over everything all the time. But if you stay near the village, you can vanish with us. You can raise your children in peace. The dragon looked at the eggs, then at Santa.
0: I suppose if my children had a chance to grow, then raining destruction on the human world would be easier. You know, because then there'd be four of us.
2: You're really stuck on that, aren't you? Santa said.
0: Well, your elf can't help to juggle. That's his name. I have to live up to mine as well.
2: And what is your name? Santa asked. The dragon took a moment before answering. It's
0: Cataclysm.
2: Ho, oh, oh, well, that's just lovely. Santa tried smiling, but he knew what that word meant. Not just destruction, but upheaval and catastrophe. In other words, nothing good. He looked back at his village and ran his hand through his beard, shivering a little. I suppose we'll have some things to sort out when the little guys hatch, Santa said. The dragon nodded, smiling her toothy grin, dreaming of a Christmas when she got her wish. And that's the end of the tale of how Santa met Cataclysm, the Christmas dragon. Merry Christmas, everyone! Don't worry guys, ice dragons aren't real, I think. But Santa is. In fact, he'll be stopping by my house in a few weeks. And I don't mean on Christmas. I've explained this to my kids year after year. Santa Claus, or one of his helpers, will actually change schedule for firefighters and nurses, or anyone who has to work long hours on Christmas. So on December 16th at 7 o'clock, Santa will be delivering a special present for me in my living room. He'll be reading the first chapter of my new book, The Adventures of Sparky and Spazoid. It'll be live on Facebook. You'll just have to go to my Facebook page, Ill-Advised Stories by Pete A. O'Donnell. We're going to make it a book launch Christmas party right under our silly small tree, and everyone is invited. Who are Sparky and Spazoid, you might ask? Well, they're space explorers on a mission to find the human race a new home. Their first adventure came out in October. Anna, my daughter, narrated it. I was going to have her do the whole book, but I decided to have her play Sparky instead. You'll be able to buy the novel starting the day of the Christmas party. In fact, it should be up for pre-order before that. And the first chapter will be up the day before we go on Facebook Live. Each week, you'll be able to listen to a new chapter and read along while looking at the illustrations in the book. You can read ahead, too, if you want. I've also been putting up webcomics of Sparky and Spaz. They go up on Instagram and Webtoons, and occasionally, when I remember, on Facebook. Anyway, thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas.